0: Welcome to another edition of What Barry's Talking About from Barry 360. I'm Dan Blakely. On this week's program, coming down to the wire, Christmas a week and a half away. You're shopping done? Looking for something unique? We have an idea or two. Couldn't beat the lower ranked teams on the road, but the Barry Colts came up big at home against one of the top guns. Mortgages, car insurance, financial planners, all big decisions, but research has found we spend more time considering smaller purchases like electronics. We get some advice on getting some better intel on those major items and it's time again to go looking for Barry's Top Chef. We get the conversation started after this. scrambling for last minute christmas gifts we got you covered the diy online market is back it's an online facebook group put together by carrie lynn drysdale featuring crafters from around the region she's with barry 360's mj
1: so you guys are starting off another holiday season how are things looking for your online market so far this year
2: to be honest it's just the support home it's been great so there's been a lot of vendors that have Been selling stuff. Um, They're all very excited to be back. Uh, We have some back. We have some new. And it seems that so are all of our group members.
1: This is your third year, correct?
2: Yes, it is our third year. Um, So over the last year or so, we've been trying to kind of implement more community-based or just kind of having local communities kind of support all of ours as well. Um, So basically, uh, the new stuff that we are going to be doing is we'll be doing more games. Um, We did a scavenger hunt in the summer, so we are looking at doing that again. And we are also uh, looking to get donations, so in my case, for instance, I'll be giving discounts if you donate a charitable item um, so that we can help support a local family in our community.
1: Oh, that's really cool. Um, Is it like through a nomination process or how does that work?
2: Yeah, so we will be kind of just, again, through our Facebook groups and we are going to do a nomination to see people even just in our group that need help um, during Christmas. And we will, I guess, do a draw depending on how much we actually get. We might pick a couple people that we would be able to help throughout the season. But everybody's struggling currently and our main objective is really just to help our neighbors.
1: Yeah, and that's what the group's always been about. It's like helping like um like your neighboring entrepreneurs and and, and, and everybody in the community. This is like since you guys started.
2: Yeah, so that's just it. So we don't we don't make anything um by doing the group. It's it's literally just to get awareness out for local vendors. The cost of living has gone up so much, so people are struggling, and there's been, even vendor-wise, there's been a lot of, like, drops in buying or selling, sorry, Mm -hmm. and so we're just looking to get people seen and just still promoting the shopping locally and Help your neighbor.
1: And how long is uh, is the Christmas market going to be going on? Straight on to Christmas Eve, or is it sort of going to stop a little bit beforehand to give vendors a chance to catch up? <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, so we're going to do it until the 22nd. We do a big vendor draw every year, so the vendors donate one of their products into a big giveaway. Uh, every member in our group is entered to that draw just by being a member in our group. Um, so we'll do the draw on the 23rd, and will be officially closed there. Sometimes we leave it open until the 23rd if vendors still do have products just to help them a little bit more. And if people are last minute shoppers, but overall, it'll be to the 22nd. And
1: for people that aren't familiar with it, because we're very familiar with it, obviously, but people yeah. that aren't familiar, you guys been around three years. And it's just basically a, a Facebook market, a Facebook group um, where vendors showcase the stuff that they make and people can order from directly from them.
2: Yeah, so that's exactly how that works. Um, We have set it up a little bit different because a lot of people will ask how is it different than other markets that are run on Facebook. Um, We do a pretty big screening process just to keep things safe for the buyers and for the sellers. So, I personally verify every single vendor to make sure they're real people and I check out their products and make sure that they are actual local business owners but I also verify all of our members as well just to make sure that the sellers are protected as well. And we've been pretty lucky there. It is a private group, so you do have to um, get an invite or just Mm -hmm. go on our page and click to join. And we've done it that way purely just to keep everyone safe due to the fact that there's just so many scams and it's sad we have to do that at this point. But it is a thing that's happening a lot in a lot of different markets where people are being scammed. We verify that everyone is safe. We are still accepting new vendors. So if there's somebody that would like to be a vendor, we would be more than happy to hear from them. Um, we're also still doing our, we do a, every 100 new members draw. So every time we hit another 100 members, we do a draw for that. And if you're inviting people, you get extra ballots into that draw. And, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. We do have another, there's like a couple of vendors that we have that, Um, are also doing other charity things uh, within our market. So there's a couple for mental health where a part of their proceeds will go to other charitable events within our community. I personally do stuff for the Season Center for Grieving uh, grieving Children. Um, So part of proceeds from certain products go to them. And then I also do one for furry friends. I have certain products that... Part of the proceeds go to Furry Friend's Animal Shelter.
0: Interested? Go to Facebook and do a search for DIY Online Market. Might not be top of mind as we head down the Christmas stretch, but maybe in the new year, if you're renewing a mortgage, looking for a financial advisor, looking for a better deal on car insurance. Turns out we spend more time researching our cell phones than we do any of those big ticket expenses. Stuart Wilkinson with the Financial Services Regulatory Authority of Ontario has some advice. He's with Barry 360's Ian McLennan.
3: Canadians right now, Ontarians are facing, as you said, affordability challenge with maybe it's mortgage, it's inflation, it's uh, uh, at the grocery store. And yet by the uh, survey that was done, it seems we, I don't know if we don't take seriously our money matters or we um, maybe, what, are too reliant on uh, just, you know, passing the buck, so to speak.
4: Yeah, it's interesting. We found that, uh, for example, nearly 40% of survey respondents spend more time planning their vacation than understanding their mortgage and like you said um, mortgages are a, a big source of financial stress for a lot of families in Ontario right now um, and I don't think anybody should feel bad about planning a, a vacation or thinking about their favorite TV show or um, doing anything fun at all uh, in fact uh, I think having fun's a pretty good thing but we want to make sure that people are aware of the stakes involved with the financial decisions that they're making and investing time to empower themselves with the best information and advice possible for their circumstances.
3: I know it's even tough to get some people to, to do a you know a monthly budget to keep track of where they're spending their money. Um, I'm just wondering, is, is it again a case of maybe some of the things are just too overwhelming to get our heads around, or is this something we don't want to deal with?
4: I think that's uh, absolutely the, the center of it. Um, these issues and decisions can be really intimidating. They don't come along very often in some cases, like if you're renewing your mortgage, for right. for example, that's not something that you do every day, or even uh, if you're uh, renewing your insurance, that's something that typically happens once a year for most Ontarians. So it's not something that's uh, common to us, and that can result in it being a bit of an intimidating situation, and it being difficult to figure out where to start. And ISRA, my organization, the Financial Services Regulatory Authority of Ontario uh, we're interested in helping consumers become more confident in the sectors that we regulate and offering some tips like what you should be thinking about if you're considering a private mortgage or what the, t- the titles financial advisor and financial planner mean in Ontario or how you can shop around for your auto insurance. So we really want to help people um, do these uh, important things um, and uh, take a bite-sized approach so it's not overwhelming for people.
3: Well, let's talk like about key t- factors private mortgages for people who aren't familiar what are they and is it the right path to take
4: so if you don't qualify for a traditional mortgage from a financial institution like a bank a private mortgage can be an option for you and it's all dependent on your personal circumstances Uh, it can be a really helpful option but we really want to make sure that people that go into a, a private mortgage um, go into it with an exit strategy so that they have a plan for how they can get back to that traditional market and, and qualify for one of those mortgages in the next year or two years. Private mortgages should be a short-term stopgap, not a long-term solution for consumers for financing their home.
3: Now, buying auto, auto insurance, it would seem common sense to shop around, or is it that per- perception out there that no matter where I look, I'm, I'm probably not going to get a deal that I want, whatever that might be?
4: Well, that's interesting. I I, I think you're you're right. Common sense says to to shop around and um, my experience generally, I've been an auto insurance consumer for a while, is that uh, I get my renewal and I say I'm going to shop around and then I put it on top of my fridge. And I forget all about it and uh, six to eight weeks later the auto insurance renews and uh, the cycle continues. So it's not uh, as as easy as um, just saying you're going to shop around, you have to invest a little time to do it. But what we found in our survey research is that the majority of people that do switch providers Um, report saving money on their policy. So there are savings to be had there if you invest the time in shopping around, and that can look different for different people. Um, There are Lots of options online to to search for different options for auto insurance, or you can look up a broker through the Registered Insurance Brokers of Ontario that can provide you options in uh, uh, online or brick-and-mortar um, business if that's what you're uh, interested in.
3: Include myself on this one, and I know some people, too, who would probably spend more time trying to get a better deal on their cell phone than their auto insurance. They, yeah, they'd fight tooth and nail for that. <laughs>
4: Exactly. There, there are certain things that we're familiar with and we know how to do, right? And uh, you can call up your telecommunications company and you kind of know how to navigate that, uh, whereas maybe we're not as familiar with the insurance uh, side of things.
3: Now, working with a financial advisor or financial planner, what, what, what should a person going into a, to a business like that uh, need to know? Because they operate, obviously, they're managing my money. Um, should I just assume they know what they're doing?
4: Well, that's a really, uh, really great question, Ian. I'm I'm glad you asked it. There have been some big changes in the space recently in Ontario, and FISRA is at the center of it. Individuals uh, that use the financial planner or financial advisor title in Ontario, they must hold a credential from a FISRA-approved credentialing body, and that's new. So that's a really important step that is meant to give consumers, investors, a bit more confidence in the folks that they're they're dealing with if they're using those titles. And that does mean that there are some really good questions you can ask people that use the financial planner or financial advisor title. You can ask them, what credentials do you have and what credentialing body do they come from? What kind of education and background uh, do you have and what services do you provide that are going to be right for my personal circumstances? We have, FISRA, done campaigns in the past to try and get these questions out to people so they can empower themselves a bit in those discussions that can be a bit uh, asymmetrical or one-sided uh, when you're sitting across from somebody that uh, has a lot of expertise in the space.
3: So, um, obviously, it's uh, doing some homework and not being afraid to ask questions, but maybe people don't know what to ask. Does, does your web- do you have a website where people can uh, get some of that information?
4: Absolutely. If you go to fsrao.ca, we have lots of different um, tools for consumers to use, whether it's for shopping around for auto insurance or how to ask the right questions to your financial planner or financial advisor or questions to consider when you're working with a mortgage broker, for example. Um, So we've got lots of different tools for folks for the wide range of financial services that FISRA is responsible for overseeing. And these are all really important to people, both in their daily lives and at really important points in their lives. So we really want to help make it easy to invest some time in um, getting a bit more up to speed and empowering yourselves in those discussions.
0: That website again, fsrao.ca. Mark it down. May come in handy. What Barry's Talking About is a weekly podcast featuring the best Barry and Simcoe County have to offer and more. You can get caught up and make it easy to keep up in the future by subscribing to What Barry's Talking About through any podcast distributor. Still to come on What Barry's Talking About, we head into the kitchen looking for Barry's top chef. And we head into the corral to check on the Barry Colts. Now this.
5: It's cool to care.
0: It's a well-known fact, blood transfusion saves lives. It's also a well-known fact that the world relies on voluntary unpaid donations to fill the need for blood. The need for blood never ends. Canadian Blood Services and Barrie is calling on you to help save a life. Please consider donating today. Appointments are mandatory and must be booked in advance. Book today at blood.ca through the Give Blood app or by calling one 8 2 donate
1: Cool to Care is brought to you by the Peggy Hill Team. Keeping it real all the way to sold. Reach out now at PeggyHill.com.
5: It's cool to care with 107.5 Cool FM.
0: This is what Barry's talking about from Barry 360. I'm Dan Blakely. So what's cooking? More to the point, who's cooking? Top Chef Licious is coming round again. Randy Feltis and Ryan Traversy, the masterminds, they set the table for our Ian McLennan. This is in January. Tell us uh, what, what what the event
6: is about. Okay, so Top Chef Licious is the biggest culinary event in Barrie. We have 10 local chefs battling out for your vote. You get to taste every dish and then vote on your favorite. January 13th, Liberty North, two seatings, five o'clock and seven fifteen.
3: And how many years has this been going on for now?
7: This is our fifth event, isn't it? Fourth event. Fourth event. Of, Fourth fifth event. event. Mid- fifth event. Yeah. yeah. There's that new map coming in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So tell tell us how this how did this get started? Uh, honestly, we just kind of uh, kind of came up with the idea. Uh, we were we we were chatting with uh, one of our old uh, radio buddies, and uh, another city does something similar to this, and we're like, you know, this is a great idea, and uh, it just kind of took right off. I mean, our first event, we had like. Probably about 700, 800 people through the door.
6: Yeah, <laughs> Tickets are, they, they sell fast, so you want to get on it. It's a perfect stocking stuffer for your foodie friend, which are, works out really, really well. And I think the big difference is, is you actually get your vote counts, right? Because then you get to come in. You're not just watching some judges say, well, I like that dish or I didn't like that dish. It's up to you. If you liked it, then vote for it. And uh, tell
3: us uh, how the, uh, the the participants, the, those that are involved with it, how, how do they get uh their dish, uh, you know, involved in this uh, this event.
7: Well, we kind of leave it up to them because it's okay. their jam, right? Yep. So they want to show up to win, right? Because if you're not first, you're last. So they bring <laughs> their best, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So and it's uh, it's great. I mean, and then the chefs start talking smack to each other. It's it's a pretty good time in our local community. And the, the other
6: beautiful thing is a lot of the restaurants have been and done it before. So the first time's a little intimidating because it's a lot of people. And you've got to execute your dish, not just, well, one time, but you have to keep doing it throughout the evening. Totally. So then they want to come back the second year, especially if they didn't win. And even if they did win, they want to come back, but then they get better and better. So year five, we're looking really, really good.
3: And where do you draw these uh, restaurants from? Are they all within the downtown, Mary? Who, who are the people?
7: They're, they're all over Simcoe yep. County. Yeah, and, and th- nice. okay. t- Typically, it's the restaurants that participate in our localicious events yep. that we run twice a year, right? So it's all uh, le owned uh, restaurants.
3: So for those that buy tickets, the prize is they get to taste some great food no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the winners, um, they get the acknowledgement. Is there anything else? No, they get to make fun of everyone else at Lost. Yeah, totally. And they get bragging rights. I mean, that's bigger than any trophy. That's the beauty, (laughs) right? (laughs) Again, uh, people want more details. Where can they find out that info?
7: Localicious.ca or our Instagram handle? Localicious Festival.
0: Barry Colts road woes continued last week with two losses and then a surprising victory at home. We get caught up with Barry 360's Will Conkin and Colts broadcaster and writer Gene Pereira.
5: Looking back at the recent games, uh, Colts lost to the Stings 7-6, then to the Spitfires 4-1, but Gene, I called it. They were guaranteed one win against the Steelheads. <laughs> they beat them uh, 4-3. Um, joking aside though, it, it's been an up and an up and down affair with the club. Um, looking good for a stretch, then some stinkers. Uh, Walker us through these recent games.
8: Yeah obviously they went into Sarnia and, uh, and Windsor uh, on the road Wednesday and Thursday and two, two teams that have struggled and are on the rebuild as well and uh, you know that game in Sarnia Barry had a, a, a lead 6-4 uh, lead going into the third and end up losing 7-6 and it's pretty you know disappointing effort a lot of uh, defensive mistakes and again specialty teams really struggling and as they have for the last month here, and uh, uh, it was a disappointing loss, and then they went into Windsor, a 4-1 loss there, uh, again, not a lot of offense generated, uh, and that brought them uh, with a the home game back on Saturday against the Mississauga team that is right near uh, the top of the Eastern Conference standings, and uh you know, as it's been, I mean, Barry's just had their number two wins in Mississauga earlier this year, and uh, Barry with a big rally in the third period down 2-1 in the third. Mississauga scores that goal midway through the third three to make it 3-1. That looks like, okay, it's kind of lights out, e- easy to kind of roll over there, but credit to the Colts, uh, a team that's coming off a tough week. They they found a way led by Bo Gelsma, uh, who scored to make it 3-2, and uh, you know again, they just they just really got going, and then the overtime winner uh, by uh, Aitchison, uh you know to give them a the big win over mississauga and uh, you know it was nice to see I mean it had been a tough week, and there's some long faces and uh, you know it's a young club they're going to go through those times, but two games that they felt they could have won, they should have won, and uh, you know they, they win a the tough one back on home
5: ice. Like you kind of mentioned, it's not all negatives. Um, Kind of uh, player-wise, who have you liked? Who has been playing well that's maybe been catching your eye?
8: Yeah, certainly Cole Baldwin right now. I mean, you look at him and, uh, you know, he's just been red hot, I think, six goals those last five games. and uh, uh, You know, again, he had the teddy bear goal there uh, on uh, Saturday at home um, with the teddy bear toss. and uh, But he has just been outstanding. This kid's worth ethic is just outstanding and you know, he's just one of those guys that doesn't like to lose, and uh, he never stops working out there. Uh, you know, you just see him on the ice, that big body. And, you know, like I said, he's still going into that body. And, you know, once he gets a little bit older and a couple of, you know, some more games under uh, his belt there, I mean, he's, he's just going to dominate. And uh, he's really had a strong season, uh, you know, to start a big year for him in his draft year. And uh, you know, as well, again, uh, Sam Hellbrandt. You know, I mean, it, it's tough. You look at the numbers; they've come up. His goals against average, save percentages. The team has struggled, but the young netminder has just been uh, outstanding for them, really, and a, and a really pleasant surprise. You know, when you look at it, you know, certainly one of the surprises uh, in the OHL this year. A kid that was playing junior C hockey, uh, a, a native uh, of Michigan, who his family moved down to Florida. Uh, for his dad's work purposes, and he's just really taken off. And kind of a neat story, Will, uh, after the game on uh, Saturday, uh, the uh, U.S. national team uh, surprised him, and they, they they showed up at the game, and they had his gear for the upcoming World Junior Hockey Championship. So they had his pads, his blocker, and his glove, and you, you should have seen a smile on his face. He just loved it, and it was a nice surprise for the young netminder.
5: Well deserved. And uh, some more news as well about Edward Chalet that you have too, eh?
8: Yeah, another another player who got the news uh, actually today that he's going to represent Chechnya at the World Junior Hockey Championships. And again, Chalet, one of those guys, a first round pick in the Seattle Kraken, the 20th overall pick, and just an outstanding elite uh, hockey skills. Maybe he hasn't had the greatest start here in Barry uh, his first year, but hopes that he'll you know, return home with the World Juniors. He, he got hurt there, missed the last couple of games. Uh, for Barry and uh, the idea that maybe he can get, uh, uh, you know, get a little bit pumped up playing for his home team and come back and have a strong second half.
5: Next on deck for the Colts, uh, they travel to Brantford on Friday, then host uh, Kitchener on Saturday. Um, They have a week and a bit break after that through Christmas, and uh, I think you're saying uh, some guys should be coming back uh, from injury, eh?
8: Yeah, there's, you know, they've really gone through a lot of uh, injury issues, and, you know, losing Bo Aikie for the year has really hurt, but another big loss, huge loss, has been Jacob Frasca, especially when you look at their struggles on specialty teams, uh, on the power play and penalty kill. He's, he's a big part of both those units, and Jacob well now, you know, we're told had a positive MRI, he had some hip issues that he had to wait, so he's going to be healthy and good to go after Christmas. and. Uh, you know as well Bodie Stewart another uh, player who got injured there and he should be back after Christmas so getting some bodies back uh, you know but Again, with the January 10th trade deadline, you know, guys like Frask and, and Punnett and, you know, Anson Thornton will probably, there's a good chance he returns after Christmas with Barry. He's been injured, hasn't really played a lot of games uh, with the Coyotes and the AHL, so there's a chance that he returns. Uh, but again, with that trade deadline and the Colts, you know, a young club looking to maybe rebuild uh, the future, you know, those guys could be uh, valuable
5: commodities at the trade deadline. Well, there'll be a lot of uh, questions heading into the Christmas break, uh, but that's all for now. Thanks again, Gene. Thanks, Will.
0: And that's our program for this week. Thanks to Ian, MJ, and Will for their input, to Matt Ladder for his technical tweaks, and to you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to What Barry's Talking About, rate it, review it. You can also keep up with What Barry's Talking About on X at Barry360, on our website, barry360.com. Some of you can still see us on Facebook, and there's our daily Kickstart podcast available from any streaming service and on our website. I'm Dan Blakely. Hope you'll join us again next week.